0: When Minnesota photographer Jen Kerfeld looked at her end-of-the-year finances after 13 years in business, she was ready to close the doors of her photography studio. With just $376.89 of net profit, she couldn't keep going. A year later, after making big changes to her business model, she had $46,486 in net profit, during a global pandemic today you will hear jen's inspiring turnaround story so the real question is how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time i'm sarah petty your host of the worth every penny joycast And I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life. By downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Jen, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I know it's hard to hear that number, isn't it? That you were <laughs> in business all those years and you realized you weren't making money. So, Let's go back to what you were doing in those 13 years. Were you having kids and what did your business look like?
1: Sure. So in 2007, when I started the business, I was just 25 and, you know, I didn't have a husband or children or any of those things. So I just worked um, and then worked some more. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those things where I didn't, I didn't feel like I had any anywhere else to be, that was more fun or better things to do. So I just worked really hard in my business and it wasn't until 2013 when I had my kids, I had well I was married in 2012 and in 2013 I had my first daughter. Um, And that really changed my perspective and changed the way that I was looking at my time and, and my business. Like I wanted to um, spend more time with her, but I didn't know how to do that because I was working about 60 hours a week. Wow.
0: So during this time, were you selling digital files
1: or were you always trying to sell prints? During, during that, that time, I was um, selling prints, actually. Um, Digitals weren't a huge or really mm, as popular, maybe, or as like the thing that photographers were doing during that time. And so I was selling prints. I just, you know, I had... <laughs> I had a package for like $135 that had like eight by tens and five by sevens and, and all the things. And I thought I was doing a really great service to my clients. Um, And so no, I was selling no digitals up until probably 2018. Okay. Okay. So
0: you're, you're selling prints, small packages, and you, you get married, you have your first child and all of a sudden your time becomes a little more valuable. When, when did you open a studio?
1: Uh, I opened the studio right away. The studio was in 2007. And so I I took over an existing business and that's what he was doing. You know, he was doing a lot of volume at lower prices. And so when I took over, um, I kept the name of that studio and I just kind of kept doing the same things he was doing. Got it. So you actually had a little bit of a system and he had probably been
0: in business during film. And so he had some good habits and the market hadn't really been trained yet to ask for digital files. That was like three, four, five that it was happening. So by seven, it it wasn't like it is today where everyone's like digital, digital, digital.
1: Right. Yep. Absolutely. I like never had the question of of asking for digital prints um, until much later in, in my business. And yeah. And so my biggest, my biggest thing was just like I said, it was a lot of volume um, at lower prices. So combining that with starting a family just it can work.
0: Yeah, yeah. So then you had more children, you're still going along and what did that next few years look like?
1: So those were probably the roughest years, just trudging along, trying to, you know, do all the things that you know you do in business and keep going. Um, I filled my weekends with families. And if I wasn't um, booked with families or, or children, I was photographing weddings. Um, And so I was a lot of time away from the kids. And, um, and then I had another child in 2015. And that's when things really got interesting. (laughs) You know, now you have two kids and you have a business and um, you have expectations in that business. And so I tried to raise my prices a little bit, but I didn't know really how to do it. and so um I just you know, I raised my prices and I just went with that and I thought that was good enough. um and you know, long story short, it wasn't you know, I mean, you go through and a couple of years, you know go by and and you're still doing the same thing and not much has changed.
0: So how are you justifying in your mind that you should keep going that way. Right. Cause I'm sure your life was hard, right? You're working all the time and you have these kids and you're trying to be a hands-on per- mom and you're realizing things aren't going well. So how are you justifying that in your mind?
1: Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was like, I just didn't want to fail. You know, it was like, I wasn't going to be that business person who failed. So I just kept going and I just kept adding things like, well, I'm not, I could fit some in here or I don't need to take that Monday off or, <laughs> you know, you just keep going and do a lot of work, like a lot of volume. And I needed to because my prices were so low, I had to do that volume. And so you just keep adding sessions and clients and, and then you keep doing more because you need more to make the money. So, and it was just kind of a vicious cycle, really. I didn't know how to get out of it. So what changed for you?
0: Was so, it the pandemic or what, yeah, what happened that changed everything?
1: Yeah. Everything changed for me in 2019. So just before the pandemic, um, when I, well, I started in 2018 transitioning to digitals because that's when I started seeing a lot of my clients, uh, because I had raised my prices a little bit, I mean, still not very much, but I did raise them a little bit. But I found um, a lot of my clients were still like wanting those digital copies. And I thought, well, I should probably do what everybody else is doing. And I should probably start selling digitals. And that is when I noticed my business really plummeted. Um, And I thought because I was selling digitals, I would be saving a lot of time because i was just not doing all of the production work after assembling the pictures and the putting orders together that stuff i was just giving them a digital copy and they were on their way and so i thought i could do more volume <laughs> and it was not that way i just ended up i don't i don't know how it happened but i just i ran out of time and yeah it was just i had no time to do the sessions and the everything just kind of started coming in on me and I noticed you know I do look at my numbers and I noticed my numbers at the end of 2019 and I thought gosh I worked a lot this year (laughs) and I had nothing to show for it so that was kind of the biggest eye-opening for me was that 2019 was a really busy year in my business like photographing and um, I didn't show it in numbers is that when you realized three hundred dollars? Yeah, That's when I noticed the three hundred dollars in net, and I was like, "Wow, like that's really just not worth it for me." I, I, you know, I, I don't need to do this, and I was thinking of closing the doors um, until I found. Uh, well, I read your the uh, Worth Every Penny book. I found that, and then went to Gobo Cheek Live in twenty twenty. So when you learned about
0: boutique and like, okay, maybe I had it right a little bit with prints, but you were still a high volume, lower price print photographer. What did you say to yourself? Were you like, oh my gosh, maybe there's a better way. Like, what did that conversation in your head sound like?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I was like, well, I was doing prints. I was kind of boutique, but I wasn't like a hundred percent boutique and I wasn't doing it the right way. And I think the biggest part for me was that I had no support. So I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. And my husband was like, yeah, you're doing good. <laughs> he didn't know. Um, and so I didn't have anybody to talk to. I didn't have a support system. Um, you know, in the earlier years of my business, I was part of the, um, PPA and the Minnesota professional PPA association. And some, some of those groups were helpful then, but I wasn't part of them anymore um, because I didn't have any time to be a part of them. And so, um, yeah, I think the biggest thing was that I just I didn't know what other people were doing and I didn't know how to I didn't know how.
0: Yeah, cuz being boutique, you can't kind of be boutique, yeah. right? <clears throat> that's like McDonald's deciding I'm going to be a sit-down restaurant. I'm going to maybe order add steak to the menu and it's like, "Okay, but that's not going to work, right? There right. there are so many missing pieces and I I see so many photographers like you who have been doing it more than 5 years. And are still sort of stuck in that unprofitable place. And, and I always wonder why do people stay so long in that place? And I think it's just like, you were, you're, you're busy, you're just working. And I think we, we, you know, working hard, like I'm just going to work hard. I'm not going to let it fail because I know if I just do more of these, um, I can have more clients and I can do more business without stopping to look at, okay, how many hours did I work for this money?
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's kind of the thing is when you start looking at how much time you're putting into doing those um, digital sessions and how much really what you're getting out of it. You you know, you're paying yourself less than like five dollars an hour. Yeah. (laughs) Which I was like, well, I could work at my kids school and and, then be with them for that and enjoy that, too. So it was it was really. The, the number really was kind of scary to me, like the $370 that I was net that year. I couldn't, you know, you can't keep going. I mean, you pay your bills and you do your things, but you can't keep enjoying your job knowing that you're not making anything.
0: Yeah. So disheartening. Yeah. So you, you found us, you came to the conference, you joined our program and you, and what, what opened up for you and how long did that take? to make changes and see results?
1: I, I saw results really quick. So when I went to the conference, it was just at the beginning of the pandemic. I remember Matt and I making a joke about it, you know, even like, cause it wasn't totally here in the States yet. Um, and like he, he was like, well, don't get sick while you're there kind of a thing. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But, um, You know, it was really at the beginning of the pandemic. And when I came home, because I had already done a business similar, but not fully boutique, I kind of knew how to to just implement and go. So I went right into boutique breakthrough and changed my prices. And that alone made a big difference. Uh, Getting the price guide right off the bat was just huge for me. Um, But then the pandemic set in and there was no sessions and there was no business. <laughs> so so I was like okay um I just learned I you know I went into the lessons um and I just started learning and and taking all of those notes and then as soon as we opened back up I got to work. I booked sessions. I was doing um you know like volume kind of similar but I was transitioning a lot of my clients to um I was having a lot of conversations with them about, you know, boutique and what that meant and what we were doing different and why I was doing it different. Um, and I, I I, very lucky that I was in an area and in a town, um, where people were super supportive of me for that. And so, you know, just implementing the boutique system right off the bat made that big of a difference. Um, and then that fall, I was able to do my first charity event, um, which was really, really great. So that was really fun. And, um, Probably one of the bigger pieces of of the success of that year.
0: So just jumping in on what you said that you're lucky you had a town that supported it. It's because you, it's because of what you did, you realize, right? You could have been in any town with the new skills that you acquired. And I feel like with students like you who are, who have been in business, like you said, you kind of had workflow down, you had systems, you'd been doing and running a photography business so you were as you were learning you were probably like oh there's a piece I was missing like oh I've done this done this oh there's a piece I was missing so then when you were ready to implement it could happen quicker right because you're like oh my gosh when you were sitting there and you started making that money did you look back over those like 12 13 years like oh my gosh like all the money that I didn't make in all of that time did you ever sit and look at that
1: I do now, sometimes I look back at those years and um, it's motivation for me um, to to not be in that place again. but you know <laughs> at the time I didn't look back, I probably didn't look at those numbers until this year actually. Um, so two years being into full boutique two years, two and a half years now. Um, but just being able to look at those numbers, that was like I knew what they were. so I didn't you know I didn't need to, go back and look, I knew what I was doing. And I knew, um, now I know, you know, what I was doing and, um, what I was, how much I was working and not being paid for it. So, um, yeah, it took me a bit to be able to, to go back and look.
0: (laughs) How does your husband feel about your business now versus those years when you were working so many more hours?
1: Yeah. It's really interesting. The conversations that we have, because he's still kind of in that, like, Jen works on Saturdays all day mode. And so then now when I'm home, he's like, Oh, you don't have to work. And I'm like, no, no, have a day off." <laughs> and, and it's even just a mind shift for me too. Cause you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday are really the days that I work. And, um, I'll do a weekend here and there for clients. And, um, And, and I enjoy that, but it's, it's interesting just to wrap my head around the fact that like, I'm not at work every day of the week. It's, it's a really good feeling. And when I leave, um, to go on vacation or to take a family trip, like I went on vacation in August with my kids this year, which I have never in 16 years ever been able to do before. I just took a week off in, in the busiest month of my year and it felt great. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Aww, and you got to be with them. Are you, what are your plans with your kids? Cause you have a bunch of kids now, right? I've got them, two, two kids. Two, okay. Yep. You have two kids and, um, what are your goals with regard to that? Right. Are you doing other more other things with them?
1: Yeah, we do. I, um, I am this winter going to, Cut back possibly even more and start like getting them off the bus, which is kind of uh, I never would have considered that before because it's three (laughs) o'clock. It's it's a busy time of day. Um, uh, So I've never been able to do that before. And just even just like those little things like getting my kid off the bus or putting my kid on the bus and not having to rely on a daycare or um, a different provider to take care of the kids is it's a really great
0: feeling that really is i remember when my youngest was in preschool and the preschool teacher was super nice and she had high school kids and i said do you have any advice and she said be there after school because that's when they're it all comes flying out like this happened and that happened by five you know that's the meltdown hour (laughs) and everybody's fighting and no one's getting along so she's like be there after school and i always took that to heart because That's when they're wanting to talk. They're getting off the bus. They're excited, and it all comes flowing out. So if you want to know what's happening at their day, be there then. Which I think that's so amazing that you're going to get that time with them.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a really, really fun transition. And you know, my kids are starting to get to a fun age now. Like Hannah is nine, and William is almost seven, and so they do. They're excited to tell me about their day, and they're excited to do the things and you know, in Minnesota in the fall, like right now, it's really fun to be able to go do fun things after school. Um, And so we've been able to do that. Um, And this is a fun story I'll share real quick. But like, two days ago, my son signed me up to chaperone his School field trip. And I didn't know about it. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, okay. Well, the teacher called me and I said, you know what, I can make that work. And I don't think in 16 years, I would have ever been able to do that before. Just like take a day off on a whim. Isn't that great? And he wants you to
0: be there. He signs you up like, yeah, by junior high, they don't do that anymore. So it's like those moments are the best gift as a mom to be
1: able to say, yes, like your kid wants you to spend the day with him at school with his friends. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the best thing and the best day. And I had no guilt for not being at work or I didn't, you know, for rescheduling or any of that. So it was, it was pretty great. That is amazing. So you sat
0: down and you looked at, was it the first year that you made almost $47,000 in net profit? So from 376 to 46,486, was that your first year during a pandemic?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So during COVID, the first year during the pandemic, that was my profit, um, my net profit that year, Um, which is just mind blowing because it just was like, Proof that I was just wildly underpriced. Yeah. <laughs> and I look back and I'm like, what was I, what was I thinking? All those, you know, I was doing that for a long time. So um, yeah, I'm really thankful that I was able to make the change and have the support to do it. Cause of course, it's not always easy to just, you know, go from, you know, doing things at $135 for a package to to not doing that anymore. And um, that's a hard thing. And so having the support of the group um, of, of colleagues that, you know, we've kind of created in, in the community here, um, it's just it's just invaluable to have that support.
0: Yeah, we always say new level, new devil, yeah. right? So you're at a new level. Well, now you have all these past clients that were paying a lot less that you have to talk, learn how to talk to in transition. Right. And then you went through a whole rebranding process because you realized, okay, I don't want this name of this past business owner. That's not my name. Um, And so you were able to have the support through that. And um, as you're continuing to grow, so how does it feel now? Like what's your confidence level and your, your happiness
1: level? Well, my happiness level is, is so much more. Um, My, my confidence, it grows every day. You know, of course there's always like those, those times when you think, well, what if, what if, what if they don't call me or what if they don't want to come here or what if like it's, you know, someone I really like loved working with and they don't want to continue to work with me or, or whatever. So you always have those, those questions that come up. And so that can, you know, kind of kick you in the side with your confidence. But for the most part, like when you have a group of people that are supporting you and, and are there for you, they say, no, you are, you can do this. You're worth it. You can You're gonna go rock this, it's gonna be awesome, you know. So, you have cheerleaders over in your corner saying, Yes, you can. So, when that confidence isn't there, it's it's easy to lean on the others around you. So, um, I would say, I would say, and if you asked my husband this question, he would probably get a way the same answer, but like probably better. But he has seen how I have changed, um, in my personality and my happiness just I'm calmer I feel like I'm not so frazzled all the time um I'm just more patient um which is it's great it's a good feeling he knows happy
0: wife happy life right it makes everything go (laughs) more smoothly when mama's happy And I think too, for advanced students, like having someone ahead of you, has that helped you? Because when you're the leader of anyone in your market or in your family, that the most anyone's ever done, but you don't know what's next. I don't know. Has that helped you to see, oh, so-and-so is ahead of me and look at they're having this problem. Now I know I'm going to have that problem next and I'm ready for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's been that's been a huge thing. So if there's there's been people that have been doing photography longer than me, um, there has been people that have been doing the boutique process longer than me. There is like anybody at any given time will have advice for you, um, which is really a great thing and something that you don't know. And that's where I think the biggest like piece for me is continuing to to be successful with the boutique process is is just. Having that, you know, continued support of your colleagues and other people that are having the same, um, you know, questions from their clients and the same, you know, things come up in business.
0: Last question, what encouragement do you have to someone who's listening, who's maybe in that position of, I've been doing this a long time. Like there's a frustration of why don't I have it figured out? And then, but also like, if I can just get one more little nugget or one more, more, just need a few more clients, like it'll all get better. Like knowing what, what, you know, and getting out of such a painful place, like what advice big picture do you have for them of encouragement?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I could say was to have an open mind about, about it. Um, The biggest piece standing in my way was me. Um, I was the only person really in my life who didn't see what was happening. So I would say, get out of your own way and have an open mind about something that you don't know, you know, you don't know about it and you don't know that it could make it great. So um, why not give it a try?
0: Yeah, I love that. What's the saying? You Fish in the fishbowl can't see the water,
1: <laughs> you know, because they're in the
0: fishbowl, but everyone else sees it. Um, so that was really great. And I, I love seeing longer time photographers really fix the things like the little knobs in their system. And like, they can just get so much farther, so much faster. So yep. thanks so much for being here, Jen. This is really inspirational. I know everyone's going to love hearing it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to share. Awesome. Hey, photographer. This is Sarah again. Really quick. I wanted to give you the chance to work with me for five days for free starting November 7th. You heard me right. I'm hosting a free challenge. We call the five day booking boost. It's the busy season for portrait photographers, but the economy is more uncertain than we've seen in recent years. This challenge is for you if you feel paralyzed by marketing, always second guessing yourself by putting it off. Hop over to the five day booking boost challenge right now at joyofmarketing.com forward slash booking boost. That's joyofmarketing.com forward slash booking boost. You'll get an hour of live daily challenge training with me, a printable challenge workbook that will help you find your ideal clients support, encouragement, and accountability in our private Facebook group. No matter where you are in your photography business, this challenge is going to help you understand the strategy behind finding boutique clients and understand all the things you need to be successful in consistently getting bookings. Go online to joyofmarketing.com forward slash bookingboost and join this next challenge.